Welcome to TV Times 3, episode 302. On this episode, we've got some cancellation and renewal news. And then we'll be talking about the first seasons of Netflix's Master of None and Marvel's Jessica Jones, plus recent episodes of Fresh Off the Boat and Undateable, and the series premiere of Telenovela. Plus a brief reality check and some TV recommendations at the end. You can find the full show notes with start times for each segment at tvtimes3.com slash 302. I'm Jason the TV Holic from tvholic.com. I'm Amory from mytakeontv.com. And I'm Kyle from noreruns.net. <laughs> I was completely unprepared for you to start talking, and I was like, is this a test? And then I didn't say anything so that nobody got screwed up. <laughs> that, that's different. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Much like this episode where Amory gets to play guest when she's on this time. Yes. I know. I'm actually the, the regularly scheduled person. And uh, exactly. You're the last minute fill-in. I am the last minute fill-in. Yes, because see, uh, that's the difficulty is when Kyle's regularly scheduled and then somebody else has to drop out. Who do you call? I, you're like, Kyle, okay, I'm going to need you to play both yourself and the evil twin. Uh, Spoiler alert. Oh. <laughs> novella reference. <laughs> Yeah, unfortunately, Mike couldn't make it again. But at any rate, we've got a bunch of news since yesterday. We've added, I've added a couple things to the list that we would have talked about had we been able to record at our normal time. But anyways, first up, Adult Swim has renewed Samurai Jack for a fifth season, which I've never watched for a long time. I, I, I know of it. <laughs> I actually own it all on DVD, but I've yet to ever watch it. It's back when I was buying pretty much every show that came out. Uh, it looked good, but uh, and I know it has diehard fans, but that was a long hiatus. I forget when that last was on, but it's got to be like a decade now or something. Well, congratulations to Samurai Jack. I don't know. I don't have to show. I've barely heard of it. so I don't watch a, a lot of the Adult Swim stuff. And so every once in a while you see something and you're like, wait, that's being renewed for a third season? <laughs> I know, you know, like, okay. And you're like, I haven't even heard of that. At least this one I had heard of uh, somewhere in the last yeah, 2000, seasons. That it's 2004, was, 2004 was when it last aired. So it's been a while. That is quite the hiatus. <laughs> once again, Nothing is ever gone anymore. Yep. <laughs> uh, next up, statement. Amazon has now added Showtime and Stars as over-the-top streaming options to their Prime service. So for eight ninety-nine each, you can now add Showtime and Stars to be able to access it through the same way you access Prime. Oh, you have to pay for it. Yeah, well, it's it's much like Hulu adding Showtime. You can do that with Showtime at Hulu. If you already have a Hulu oh, account, okay. you can add uh, the Showtime service. So basically, it's just another way to get to uh, what do they call their, you know, Showtime anytime. Yeah, Showtime anytime or Showtime now or whatever they call the one that you mm -hmm. can buy without actually having cable. It's just another place that you can add that service without 
having to go to your Showtime app for your Showtime stuff and your, you know, your Amazon Prime for this. And yeah. your, they've put out an, a new thing where obviously Hulu was the first to do that, to be able to start adding other streaming services to their, yeah, to the thing so that it makes it, you know, if you are somebody that, you know, like a cord cutter and you're already a, a prime subscriber or already a Hulu subscriber, it makes it really easy to add the, the shows all, it includes the shows all being available at the time that they air. So oh. just like you're buying, if you were just buying straight through to the Showtime service, oh, gotcha. they do that just like HBO does with theirs. Stuff's usually available at the same time that it's airing on the East Coast or something like that. So, so Amazon is basically your new uh, cable provider. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you can pay them. Or that's eight ninety nine a month, though. You said right? Not yeah. like uh, the one time, once per year type of thing. Well, you have to have right. the the Prime service to be able to do so. But it just it's just a way to consolidate things. So if you were interested in getting some of these services, I'm sure they're going to try and bring others on board as well yeah. uh, to, to do so. And so it, it makes it so that you're, I don't know, if I didn't already have that through cable, it would be, that would be an interesting option. Cause that's the thing I always think about with, it's like, yeah, you can get rid of your cable or whatever and, and go to, Hulu is a good option if you want to make sure you get your, you know, your broadcast network content. A lot of that, that stuff, you know, the next day or, uh, yeah, or some of those things. But pretty soon you have to go to this app to get that thing and this app to get that thing and you know over. <laughs> I know, Kyle. I saw you post today something about you need a list of all active shows or something. Like, that would really help me. If I knew where I could find every single show at every time, it would yeah, make then, my life easier. Like, someone needs to make a gigantic spreadsheet of, here's all the shows, here's where yeah. you can find it. Exactly. <laughs> That's at any given time, show when the, of what's airing at the present time, or just... Just in, yes. But, because, uh, <laughs> I mean, I'm sure I'm missing half the stuff is on. Well, it is stuff like... Right now, especially with things that, like on Hulu, where they're doing weekly episodes of like Mindy Project or Casual, yeah. or things like that, uh, or when like Yahoo Screen had Community, and those were coming out weekly and stuff like that, you definitely forget. Not if you had a TiVo. You like have to go to this, that, or the other thing. With the TiVo, those pop up right in my to-do list to watch when the new episodes of Community showed up, stuff on Hulu. Hmm. I think, I don't know if they have Amazon. Yeah, see, that's that's another thing to, anything that sort of consolidates these things so that you don't have to go to, you know, multiple places. Like, even now, it's like, yeah, sure, I can click up the Fire TV but I still have right. to go to the Netflix app to get to Netflix and the Amazon yeah. Prime to get to that and, you know, the Crackle app to get to Crackle and and then any of the other the other things that you might, uh, you know, or to Hulu or whatever. So it would be kind of cool if you could just – if you had something that – if you had that service, it was just part of 
it really is sort of like creating like a digital version of your cable box with all your streaming services yeah. <laughs> available. Yeah, and TiVo definitely seems to be going that way. They keep adding more and more. So you search the guide, it finds it on Netflix or Vudu or Hulu, whatever you say you subscribe to, it can find it and it just throws it in your in your now showing whenever new episodes show up. I have so many season passes to Netflix shows that I have still yet to watch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But at least they don't take up any room on my TiVo because that's already 90% full. That is what I sort of use the TV Showtime app for is at least when you put a show in your list, if new episodes start airing, it pops up in your, this is what's on today. Mm. And then it shows up in your list of things that you haven't watched yet. And so I'm able to keep up with a lot of stuff that way once you start getting, you know, especially if you start getting behind on things that are not like on your DVR or something like that. Like yeah. if you're a few episodes behind on, you know, say on the Mindy project, you can still just go out to Hulu whenever and, and watch those. But if they're not on the DVR or something like that, you forget that you're five episodes you know, backed up unless you go the next time you go out to Hulu or something. And so that, that comes handy. The only thing that doesn't quite work there is it's international and so you have when a show airs, you know, in Canada or in Britain or, you know, someplace else before it airs here, it'll show up on that time scale. Yeah. And so then when it actually starts playing here someplace, you know, on like BBC America or some other channel, it's no longer new. And so while it's new to you here, it's not popping up on the list. So it's not 100 percent perfect, but for. The grand scheme of things of uh, you know U.S. shows or whatever, it works really well for keeping up with all of those things from all these different places. How did we get on this subject? <laughs> I, don't know. I was thinking that myself because we don't have it on our outlines. It was the Amazon oh discussion. That's the that well, hysterical. you know, you never know what a topic <laughs> like that is going to move on to. But anyways, if you're looking for stars or Showtime, you can now add those to your Prime account. And next up, AMC has renewed Into the Badlands for a second season. Show looks great, but I've still yet to watch it with all my. Yeah, I haven't watched it either. Yeah, I'm an I'm an episode behind. It's pretty good, especially fight sequence wise. If you like really cool, you know, fight sequence, highly choreographed, you know, lots of wire work and all that kind of stuff, fight scenes. It's pretty cool. Given the storyline though of the first season, it. Given that it's going to a second season, it seems like it spoils how this first season's going to end. But <laughs> as in, they might not exactly reach the goal they were hoping for. Since, because then what would the show be if they weren't still in the Badlands? Yeah, I don't have any idea even what the show is about. <laughs> I just saw the cool martial arts so. sequences in the ads and a uh, crackle has renewed the art of more for a second season. That's the Dennis Quaid one, right? Correct. So many of these shows with like big famous people that I still have not watched. Yes. Well, same. see, that's another one where they and they also like dropped the whole first season like all at once, and and it just came at like a period of time where I was just like, uh, no, can't can't get to that one. Exactly. <laughs> and, 
See, the stuff that's on my DVR tends to take precedence because it's going to get deleted. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. if I don't that... watch it, whereas stuff that's streaming, eh, I'll get to it when I get to it. That is true. Because you'll be like, I could watch that or I could watch this because my DVR is at 85%. I wish. And I need to uh, clear that off. Yeah, Ivy and your 0% DVR. What are you watching, like two shows a week or something? Yeah, I don't even understand that. (laughs) FXX has renewed You're the Worst for a third season. I'm sure that this is thrilled. I was shocked about that, but I'm happy. Although it's become more of a drama lately than a comic. Oh, it's comic. so depressing. <laughs> but, like, really well done, but so depressing. Yeah. Well, I think this is getting... It's one of those shows that's become, like, the darling of the critics. And so it's getting renewed based on that there is positive buzz, and they're hoping that, you know, it can maybe continue yeah. to grow some or... People will continue to find it, and so it, it's. I think it's getting, uh, it's getting that. That's the reason, not because it's being watched by so many people, right? Because it's definitely not being watched by so many people. <laughs> it's being watched by many people, but not so many people. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> IFC has canceled. Gigi does it after one season. Maybe they couldn't watch Paul Zabricki either. <laughs> I didn't even realize when those ads first came up that it was even him. Like, I didn't know who that actress was in the thing. <laughs> but I never got around to even watching it. It, yeah, it, makes, me, it makes me wonder what, it, like, they didn't mention Bender, so I'm wondering if they cancel, if that one is actually going to be picked up or if they're going to cancel that one too. Yeah, I was watching uh, Bender's. I never got around to watching either. There's just way too much. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, again, that was another one that I wasn't able to to get to either of those. And then lastly, NBC has renewed The Blacklist and Hollywood Game Night for fourth seasons. When's Hollywood Game Night come back? Like in January. That was like the weirdest announcement. It's like, we renewed it, and guess what? Here's the premiere date in, in like a month. <laughs> like, we've been secretly filming all these episodes without Wait, it. Wait, so season four that they just renewed it for is what's premiering in January? Yeah. That's funny. I well, watch it's it. A, it's a show that you don't really have to have too much planning. Other That's than true. You, yeah. you just need to get a few people to show up. But the cool one is uh, The Blacklist. I just wanted to mention that that news of the fourth season came from our friends over at the Blacklist Exposed podcast, who Troy was on here before Thanksgiving, and he mentioned that they were going to be talking with the showrunner, uh, mm. John Bokenkamp, and uh, they did like a, they had him on for, I think the episode's pretty long, a pretty long interview with him about about the Blacklist, and during that, one of the things they asked him was, whether he knew if the show was going to be back. And he said, he said, yeah, we're already renewed through a fourth season. And so now if you read any, if you find that story somewhere out there in Entertainment Weekly or something like that, they're all referencing and pointing back to the blacklist is exposed as the, nice. as the originator of that information. So that's pretty cool for Troy and Aaron Yeah, over at the blacklist is exposed. Very cool. It's pretty cool to see your, you know, your show title showing up yeah. in every, all of the big, you know, entertainment news things that once that got out, but it's also kind of interesting that 
they posted that uh, interview, and then it was like a, two or three days before it ever really got <laughs> – before somebody was like, hey, wait a second. <laughs> he said he was going to – and all the news – it was just like yesterday, like one of the news outlets broke it, and once that one broke, then they all – they all started picking it up and announcing that the the blacklist was going to be back for four seasons. So that's pretty cool on both ends. I I'm mm-hmm. glad that the blacklist will be back, and it's pretty cool for Troy and Aaron over there. And then just the idea of these types of things breaking on a podcast as opposed to you know your normal news outlet or whatever. So. So the next time you need a third guest, you need to schedule in a showrunner last minute <laughs> yeah. to get some late breaking news that can be quoted to TV Times Three. Yep, exactly. That sounds like a great plan. Yes. I'm sure you can. I'm sure you can find a showrunner right. last minute who has something to spill. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> you know what? Bill Warren's do anything that has some good news. <laughs> All right, that'll do it for the news, and we'll move on to the primetime segment. Primetime! There we go. <laughs> I wasn't sure if you were waiting for me to say that. I, I was wondering what the pause was for myself. I'm like, oh, that's why. I figured Kyle would fill in if, he, if, if, if Amory didn't pick it up. But first up on the list, Master of None, season one. The new Aziz Ansari show on Netflix. It's, I don't know, it's a half hour. It's kind of a comedy. It's a little more of a comedy at times than uh, some of the these half hour shows. But as I've mentioned before, it took me a few episodes to sort of warm to it. And while I didn't find it overly hilarious throughout, there is plenty of funny stuff that happens. Mm-hmm. Uh, I did enjoy his take on various things and and seeing those topics the way that they were discussed and covered uh on the show uh what did you think about it amory i liked it i didn't love it i know that a lot of people really did love it and think it was like the best thing since sliced bread but i don't feel that way i think he was good i think uh, what's her name that they fired from SNL was really good. I just, and, and I think they had some really, really smart moments. I didn't think his parents were as good as everybody acted like they were. Um, I think it was more just the novelty of that. His parents were played by his actual parents, which but, I did like, which was fine, but they were not actors. No, <laughs> In the they, least. Were not. they were horrible at acting. They were horrible at acting. Correct. You would think that they would be a natural at being his parents, but apparently. <laughs> apparently that is not the case. Um, I, I don't know. I liked it's funny because I did really like it and I did watch it, you know, pretty much straight through. I, you know, I watched it. I binged watched, you know, for lack of a better term, but I don't know. I, it wasn't the be-all, end-all that people made it out to be. How about you, Kyle? Yeah, I, I probably would have given up after the second episode had it not been I was watching it for this podcast, or maybe it was the <laughs> previous podcast. Or but I, there were stuff after those couple – it was very slow at the start. Um, but there were some episodes that I really thoroughly enjoyed, like the Nashville episode – 
that like I'm not really a big Aziz Ansari fan, but his chemistry with with that uh, with the girl on there was yeah. so great. It was such a fun episode watching them together in Nashville. Like I just loved that whole relationship and those characters, and it was that was a lot of fun. The show itself, though, I had like mixed feelings like sometimes it felt like i was just watching them do stand up but like in a different setting like not directly to the camera but they're just doing it to each other and it was like a weird it was like a weird type of format like but there like there were some really fun moments and then colin salmon was amazing which person is he he's his buddy on the on the um that he shot the movie with the black guy from what is he in Limitless? I'm way behind in Limitless. I saw the oh, well, he's a bad guy in Limitless. <laughs> oh, okay. um, yeah, like the friend, basically his other friend, basically just reminded me of like Brett Gelman, like mixed with Zach Galifianakis, right? Like, for sure. Like he's like your typical character there, but. Like I did like some of the stories, like the whole thing with like the the immigrant uh, Balky type of uh, right. Indian actor type of story that they were going there, and like some of the characters were really interesting. But like overall, like I didn't hate it, but I also didn't love it. It was like just okay and entertaining. Yeah. What did you think, Jason? Because I, I mean, this is the comedy type. That I don't know what we how we feel like agree on or disagree on. Well, I thought it was good, but also if you go into it with the expectation of it being a comedy, you're not going. For me, that's where it would start to break down. Is that it's not, you know, it's not Parks and Rec. Mm -hmm. So you're not getting a lot of setup joke, you know, stuff like that. It's a lot of situational stuff, but. I really like the episode like Kyle was just talking about, which I think is the fourth episode uh, about being an Indian actor. Uh, And so I like the commentary on various things Mm -hmm. throughout it. And and there was some of it was funny, but also some of it, you know, makes uh, a point like when he and his other Indian actor buddy are going out for like the same thing and they they want him to do, you know, an Indian accent, but he's like, uh, the character's just, he's not necessarily from India. Like what's, yeah. <laughs> what's the deal with, with that? And the whole conversation where, you know, the, the lady that's doing the, uh, the screen test or whatever is like, well, Ben Kingsley did an accent when he played Gandhi and he won an Oscar and he's like, right. but he didn't win the Oscar for best accent and he was playing Gandhi so that would make sense there right I'm just going out for a role of you know like cab driver number two (laughs) why does he have to have an Indian accent for his one or two lines exactly and so that type of stuff was funny and especially since and then he's like showing his buddy some of that stuff that like various roles like you know Fisher Stevens in short circuit and stuff. I honestly was just as shocked as those characters were to discover, not right now, but I'd say maybe about 10, 15 years ago, that he was not actually an Indian actor. That's hysterical. And and stuff like that where his friend's like, wait, what? And then by the end of it, the twist is that, 
you know, they could have, they end up going out for, <laughs> uh, potentially there's a reboot of Perfect Strangers, but they're both from India, but one's lived here for a while and the other one's not. And they want Aziz's character to do the accent and his other buddy who was always willing to do the accent to play the character right. that was here. And so that was a great, you know, ending to the whole thing, but the whole thing in the middle with the getting the email from the head of a network about, you know, you can't hire two Indian actors and the, the same show and all, all of that commentary on that. They did it in a funny way yeah, uh, as well, but there was stuff like that where they did, they did the episode where he and his other friend hung out with their parents and, you know, actually found out more about their, you know, their lives and actually it got them to actually talk a little bit and you know, right. open up a little bit more. And so that was kind of interesting. Uh, the one later on where Aziz ends up spending the day with his girlfriend's like grandmother and breaking her out. of the... Which I loved. <laughs> I loved that. And then she ditches him <laughs> to go to the sing at this club. Uh, that, you know, that episode was, was pretty good. Uh, so I, I thought that some of the topics that they covered and then like the episode that uh, Kyle mentioned the, the, the date in Nashville over the weekend. Yeah. I thought they did have really good chemistry. That was also where I warmed up for, to the show, which is the third episode, mm -hmm. which is where they sort of, even though they had met previously, they sort of hit it off, but now she's seen somebody else. Right, uh, and so it it gets postponed for a little bit, but that was the episode where you're just like, yeah, I want to see more of them together, yeah, on yep, screen because exactly they definitely right. had they definitely had a good chemistry and the, their whole they even though they didn't like right at the beginning, even though they didn't know each other that well, they still could they still like had like a similar sense of humor and and they you know they were playing jokes off of each other pretty well, and and so you were just like, yeah, I want to see more of of them together. I loved Claire Danes in this show so much. She needs to be doing comedy. Like she was very good at this. I love her. But I really hope they release the sickening out for us to see. Cause oh that my sounds God, like an awesome sickening. movie. <laughs> <laughs> but then that was, that was another thing. Like this whole thing he's been filming on this movie the whole time. And then he invites all his friends to the, to the big opening. And then they get it and find out that he's been cut from the movie. And I love John Benjamin in this show too so much. And they just never told him, you know. They, but they let him do the the red carpet before the movie and all this stuff. I know it was and, really and then did, right. And so some of that stuff, I, like, I thought was when really I good. On it, like I think I think back. I don't really have negatives about it, so it's not that I didn't like it. It's just it's funny to me that I. I don't know. I didn't like, I just saw people acting like it was the greatest thing since sliced bread. And I just, I didn't feel like that. And I don't feel like that, but I really did enjoy it. Yeah. Overall, yeah. I ended up enjoying it. Like I didn't like it from the beginning. Cause it opens yeah. with one of those attention grabber type scenes mm -hmm. and a whole, just like way out there sort of situation that feels just like, Hey, we're on, Normally it would be like, hey, we're on, you know, pay cable or hey, you yeah. know, whatever. And we can do this because 
were not on traditional TV. It felt like it just a a scene like that that over that wasn't all that funny really to me and and so it kind of turned me off to it a little bit and that's why it took until they met again in the third episode and then you're like hey no I want to see yeah. more of this which was also the I think you'd also got the episode I can't remember that may have also been the episode with the parents but uh, from then on then it was seeing what the show you know really was which was basically his commentary on these various things or sort of a look at because each episode had while there was a continuing story that went through each episode had like a specific focus yeah and and so that wasn't something else that made it you know interesting uh to watch but i would definitely say it's definitely worth checking out but don't go into it thinking this is going to be you know, that you're right. getting, you know, that you're getting Tom right. Haverford, you know, and, exactly or whatever. Um, I really loved how they kind of turned it on its head by having him not go to Japan at the end. I mean, spoiler alert. Yeah. Well, that's that's another thing that they kind of did throughout is they played with some of the tropes of what you would think of of a normal sitcom and yeah, they kind of twisted some of those on their head, and including the, including the ending where, that's definitely what it feels like, the whole time, and then, but then you know he's, you you yeah. see that, <laughs> that he's, uh, on a plane, and then the person next to him is like, so you know, and, and I think been to Italy before, that, you know, <laughs> I think it's important that the woman next to him is Asian. Because it makes you think that he's on a plane to Japan, yeah. and then she's like, "You ever been to Italy?" And it's it just uh, yeah, because your normal ending would be the guy running off after the girl, yeah, uh, type of thing. the The type of things though that do bother me in not just this show but lots of different shows is where these types of decisions become like either ors. Like it was never even thought of if like if he might want to go actually go with her. Right. Or something like it was just like, I got to do this. I need to go to such and such uh, before I, I'm too old to be able to, you know, run off and go to such and such. But uh, yeah, in a lot of these situations where it just becomes like, uh, no, in this day and age, like you could still maintain a relationship and you could, you know, go possibly with them or, you know, you could, there's all kinds of, of options. So, but right. given what would normally happen, that was an interesting twist to, you know, yeah. the end of the the episode. But if it has like a second season, you're just like, but I want to see more of them together because yeah, so the she, needs to, the she needs to come back. Yeah. Like it needs to pick exactly. up like a year later after she spent her year in and he's been in Italy and then they, uh, you know, they, they end up bumping back into each other in exactly. New York again or something. Although he could do commercials in Japan. Like. <laughs> True. Very true. But all right, that's that's Master of None, which I think we all agree is worth, worth, watching, checking, worth out. checking out. Yeah. Another show that from Netflix that, uh, I don't know, you may have heard of it. It's gotten a little bit of hype. Although huh. although since it's well, been out for a couple of weeks, I think it's over now, right? <laughs> <laughs> like, I haven't heard anyone talk about it. Yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> is Marvel's Jessica Jones season one? Uh, which uh, I quite enjoyed, but we'll start with you, uh, 
Kyle, on this one. What did what did you think of the first season of Jessica Jones? I thought it was okay, but nowhere near worth the hype that everyone seems to be giving it. Like, yes. I thought David Tennant was excellent. Like, he plays creepy so well. Yes. But overall, the, the story itself was just so repetitive. It's like, let's try to get him. Okay, now he got away. Let's go try to get him. Oh, he got away. And, yep. like, it's just, like, the same thing over and over again. They could have done either, like, two arcs or shortened the season down and told a much more compact story. But I wish maybe we had seen her with other clients, like instead of just the one story taking over the whole entire season. And but I mean, overall, like I really enjoyed the stuff with David Tennant, the rest of it, not so much. And like there was so much of Luke Cage in this that after seeing him in this, I'm like, I'm not really that interested in the whole series based on this character. So I'm wondering how that's going to work. So. I don't know. Like overall, I enjoyed it, but it definitely felt a little too drawn out and and repetitive. I agree with that assessment completely. It's yeah. I've heard that from from others. I've seen some of that in some of the reviews and stuff like that, where people thought that they you know they really enjoyed it. They thought it was good, but it definitely could have been more compact. It didn't need to be thirteen episodes. When I was watching yeah. it, it never even fa- it never even phased me that this was like taking too long, uh, or or that it could have been shortened. I thought it was I thought it was great, and I like that on the TV side of things they seem to be doing the same thing as they do with the movies, and where each show is different, even though they're set in the same world, it has. You know, it's a different type of show. Like each movie has like a different type of of movie. I've I've mentioned this before when I mentioned Jessica Jones previously as a recommendation. But like Captain America: Winter Soldier was it had you know a lot of action, but it was also really at the base of it a political thriller. Where you know the first Captain America movie was an old time war action movie, and various. Of the other, you know, movies like Thor has more of like a Shakespearean, you know, background to some of the storytelling. They come at the each of these things differently, even though they're all taking place in. So they're not a homogenous thing where everything is exactly the same as the other. And so I like that Daredevil is sort of a vigilante action story and that this is a noir crime thriller. Uh, that just happens to have a heroine at the center of it that has the ability to, you know, jump really far and has, you know, extra strength and, uh, you know, some abilities and stuff like that. And I don't know. I, I really, I really like, I love, I like David Tennant, even though he was barely introduced in the beginning of it, he was still like one of the creepiest characters with his ability to be able to just, tell anybody to do something and they would just do it. Mm-hmm. Yep. And the whole, the whole setting and the way that they, you know, they built up. I liked, you know, some of the side characters that they set up. I liked the way that the, it flowed into the next, uh, a next season would be finding out how she got her abilities possibly. And right. also probably helping more people as, you know, the guy answers the phone at the end and it would, become more of you might get 
an overall story, but you might get more stories of her helping people along the way. There was still, you know, some of those where it just happened to be that her lawyer was a client and Luke Cage was a client. And, uh, you know, the other the other lady that was actually looking to kill her (laughs) was a client. Uh, So it wasn't like there weren't any clients along the way, but I don't know. Overall, I just I just really liked it. I liked the whole the whole storyline that they had. Uh, I thought Kristen Ritter was great. Uh, and I'm interested in a Luke Cage storyline just because they sort of introduce him and you get a little bit about him, but you don't really know like how he got his abilities or what, what, why he was sort of hiding out. I wish he was played by Billy Brown. That's all I have about that. Um, <laughs> I just think Billy Brown has a lot more charisma than Mike Coulter. I, I liked it. I liked David Tennant. I liked, I really liked Rachel Taylor and her accent didn't bother me very much. So, you know, that's saying <laughs> that's something. That's a glowing recommendation. Right? Um, <laughs> and I like that Patsy or whatever, Trish wasn't, what's the word I'm looking for? She wasn't a damsel. Like she was, but she got herself out of a lot of the situations she was in without Jess's help, which I think was important for a character. I think Kristen Ritter was incredible. I think it's a great role for her. Um, I really liked her and Rosario Dawson. Now, I haven't watched Daredevil, so I don't really know um, Claire, but that, I re- really liked her. That was one of the problems I have when you watch all of a show in a day. Like, I completely forgot that Rosario Dawson was even in Daredevil. Like, I saw this character, I like it didn't even click to me that she was a character from the other show, because it had been so long since I watched that one day I watched all of Daredevil. Like, I just completely forgot about it. Hmm. Like, the dangers of binging. <laughs> She's basically becoming the major tie that binds all of the series, because... She's the Agent Coulson of that. Well, I guess she's sort of... Not specifically, but I guess there's a character in that world called the Night Nurse that helps out these various, like, superheroes and other oh, people okay. and stuff like that. And while she's not playing that specific character... Uh, because I guess they're saving that specific character for one of the movies or something. Uh, she's playing another character that they're seem to be ascribing those aspects to in the Netflix universe. And so she showed up here at the end. She's going to be in, I'm sure will be in the second season of Daredevil. And they've already showed that she's going to be in Luke Cage. And then they're all going to be together for the Defenders. Well, they're going to do Iron Fist at at some point. They finally announced a showrunner for that. But it's Scott Buck. And so that that's coming. I'm still at the point is like, how far are we from the Defenders? Because are we going to end up with like two or three seasons of of Jessica Jones and Daredevil by the time we get, and a couple seasons of Luke Cage by the time we get a season of... Iron Fist before we get a a Defenders because they've never actually laid out any type of a timeline of what I'm assuming that maybe sometime maybe over the summer or something we might get Luke Cage because I don't think I think that obviously they haven't announced yet but there's obviously going to be another season of Jessica Jones right and it'll probably come in the fall again and so I can't see them launching 
these things too close together, they'd be spreading them out some. And so, you know, Daredevil doesn't come back till the spring. Uh, so I don't know, do, by the time, you know, like 2017, do we have all of the characters have been introduced and we're in like season three of Daredevil and then we're finally, that's where they finally launch the, uh, the need for them to team up for defenders. I don't know. It just, uh, I wish they would give some sort of a time, uh, an idea of the timeline. Well, that's the thing. They, 2017 sounds right for iron. Like, cause they're going to do Luke Cage next year. Iron fist right after that. And then, yeah, because I could Daredevil see... Daredevil Season 2 fits in somewhere. Well, I could, well, see, we're going to get Daredevil Season 2, and then I would think that, you know, maybe we get, like, Luke Cage, and then Season 2 of Jessica Jones, and then maybe in the winter you get, like, Iron Fist, and then you get another season of Daredevil in the spring, and then maybe they go into a defender's run or something or where they were going to, where they're going to put a defender's run. Well, I heard the defenders was just a, uh, it's just going to be like six episodes or something like that, or just a mini series. I don't know. It just, uh, it just is an interesting little aside on <laughs> when they originally announced these series, it seems like it was so long ago and we've now only gotten two of the characters introduced. Yeah. See, it doesn't seem that long to me. I'm in no rush. I've got plenty of other TV to watch. Yeah, I'm not in no, any this rush. <laughs> I'm not in any rush. I just think that they have a plan. I think it would be interesting if they gave you just... I mean, they're already telling you out to like 2021 what movies they have on schedule. Oh, yeah, that's insane. You think, like, that, I... <laughs> you think that they might be able to give you a little hint as here's the basic idea of... You know, not even necessarily like specific times, but they could say, you know, we're planning on somewhat of a of when or how many more of these other things we're going to get before they do that. But I don't know. I, I find it I find these both Daredevil and uh, Jessica Jones to be really good. So I'm looking forward to the, the next one because they've they've done well with the first two and. I'm looking forward right now. I'm really looking forward to the next season of Daredevil, but I I think that was I also I heard that complaint. I think uh, mainly from Ivy, which was that there wasn't enough connective tissue from this to the other, or to the greater scheme of things. Uh, to that, I say, where this story is taking place, it's now quite some time from the attack of New York, from the first Avengers movie. So the idea that that is not at the forefront or on everybody's mind as they're walking around town, I, I think is not necessarily a big deal because uh, you're you're quite some time you're you know you're a few years away from it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then they're also I think when you're talking connective tissue, it's like yeah, maybe a little bit lighter on Daredevil. But Luke Cage, one of the coming characters, was in half the episode. So that's connective right. tissue to the that's overall story that they're exactly. telling. And then there was then there's also the smaller things that unless you remember, you know, unless you watch Daredevil like a lot, you're not going to remember. But I guess things like the cop that comes in and tells Jessica Jones she's free to go was a cop in that showed up in one of the storylines or something in in Daredevil. So there were some of these other things 
that were there uh, along the way, but some of them you just don't don't remember. Or in Kyle's place, you don't remember a major character that showed up in like <laughs> three or four episodes of Daredevil when she shows up <laughs> in in the in the end of this one. So I think there was plenty of connective tissue, but also a focus on introducing this character. Plus, yeah. I don't need every single one of my shows to all be connected, uh, like to try to keep all this stuff, keep track of everything that's connected to what. Like, that's one thing I find really annoying about the movies connected to like uh, Agents of Shield. Like, I don't want to have to have seen every single thing in order to enjoy this one thing or be spoiled on what happened in something else. Right. If I haven't seen it yet. I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think we're we all liked to differing degrees, uh, Jessica Jones. So that's another one. If you've got thirteen hours, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, <laughs> I watched it in uh, six straight, or did I watched six or no, I watched seven. I watched seven straight one weekend, and then the next weekend I watched the the other six. So. I watched it in two sittings. No, I watched it on a Sunday. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I think well, I watched it in one sitting. Well, had I not... The only reason I watched it in two sittings is because I only had access to the first seven episodes early, so I couldn't keep watching. I had to wait till right. uh, the rest of the episodes came out the next weekend. Otherwise, I would have watched you know, some on Friday and then like finished it off on Saturday and... I probably would have watched it in two settings, but over the course of two consecutive days instead of over the course of two Saturdays. But with that, we'll move on to the next show on the list, which is Fresh Off the Boat, Season 2, Episode 9, We Done, Son. And I'm really enjoying these (laughs) bringing on real people to play themselves, except since it's back in the past, but it's like they're all 20 years older than they were then. Right. I love the comment <laughs> yeah. where Eddie was like, you look old. Yeah. You look, you look yeah. older in person. He's like, he's like fatherhood ages you, man. <laughs> you know, I thought that was a great line. Well, yeah. They yeah. always keep finding up, but coming up with the excuses to explain why, why they look so much older than when they were famous. I just love this show. I love that. She's like, hello kitty is a liar. <laughs> <laughs> um, Jessica just cracks me up. She gets the best lines that ever existed. Well, I like that. For it. I like that in all of the time you see all these things that she finds wasteful and won't, you know, she, she's buying like generic things or, or is like really stingy on like, you know, even like giving out like napkins or something like that at the restaurant right. or all this stuff. But she's dropping like $500 a month on a psychic. Uh, I think I probably would have had the same reaction. (laughs) (laughs) It's like, wait, what is this expense? You're not liking any of my ideas, but we're spending what now? Yes. But she's always right. But then she she turned out to be, to be right. I especially like when they get her on the phone and she, and she's like, also don't bet on the, don't bet on the dolphins. That defensive line is terrible. Like, I like how she adds in like some extra detail into, 
I see. I have no clue if that was right or or wrong. I don't. I know nothing. Well, it could have been. It could have been true. Like back then, that that was the the case with the doll. I just thought it was funny that you're calling the psychic, but she's like throwing in like real details about how bad the, the dolphins are to back up her her predictions or whatever. But. Yeah, that I, was I like, funny. I I thought the whole interaction between her and Honey uh, was pretty funny. Of uh, <laughs> when she goes back and she's just like, "But I forgave her," and she was like, "No." And, yeah, and it's like, did you actually say you were sorry? You like, know, I didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like she is such. A, I love that character. She is so good. Yeah, it's I, one of my I, favorite characters on TV right now. Is I think she's great. And I, I like how we got to see where she gets it. Like, she she's talking to her mother, and, like, she's realizing, wait, she's complaining about all the same stuff. Like, this one, like, why'd you cut off all your friends? Well, this one had a bad haircut. This one had <laughs> yep. this. It's, like, the exact same reason she, she X'd out all her own her own friends. And she realized, oh, wait, I do need this friend. Let me go and and actually <laughs> apologize. But even, I love the picture of her wedding. <laughs> It's like three out of four of her bridesmaids are like X'd out. And she's like, why? He's like, why do you even still have this picture? She's like, well, I look great in it. (laughs) I like how she sends Emery to go do the breakup for it. Yeah. Well, let me see. Let me see if I have any of of her stuff. And she's like, you won't. (laughs) Yeah, I love that line. I love that line. You won't. We we don't leave stuff. (laughs) At other people's places that uh, that was too funny. That, but I just I don't know. I just like this whole show. Everything about it is is just a fun. I like how they tend to switch focus on which you know one of usually it's Eddie or one of the two parents that gets sort of like the A storyline, mm-hmm. and then some of the other ones get the B and C storylines for the, the episode, but. It's just really an, an enjoyable and funny comedy, and it just happens to be on at the same time as The Grinder, which is, like, right now, of all the comedies that are on, you know, a couple of my favorites are right there on the same night at the same time. Yeah, I agree with that assessment. I just love Tuesday night comedies. What else? I don't have much else to say about it except that I just love it. I second that opinion. <laughs> I mean, thirded. <laughs> just you should so be watching good. ABC's Jessica Hong. <laughs> she's the best. I mean, she's incredible. I just love it. I love everything about the show. I think that's important to note. So that's, I think that's it for Fresh Off the Boat. Yeah, we don't have anything to say other than we love it and you need to be watching it. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm really happy the ratings are, like, pretty good. Like, it's, I think, their number one show, basically. Yeah, it's, modern it's, it's doing really well, and it also has, they've showed that they, you know, picked it up for, you know, it's going to have the 22 or 24 episodes or something like that mm-hmm. uh, this season, like like the rest of their comedies do. It's nice to see. It seems like that's got a good chance of of sticking around past uh, uh, this season, which which would be cool because, like I said, quite yes. enjoyed it. Yes. 
also on tap of things I'm quite enjoying is Undateable, which <laughs> season three, episode seven, a bachelorette party walks into a bar which had Whitney Cummings guest starring. Listen, <laughs> I don't know if it was the addition of Whitney or what it was, but this episode just felt so good, so funny. The two of them at the table during the East Coast airing where he's like, don't cancel us twice, like, was truly the two of them just ad-libbing off of each other. You can tell that they are incredibly comfortable together. Yeah, on the West Coast, on the West Coast airing, he makes some crack about her. He says something like, just because you you post pictures of animals on your Instagram doesn't make you a good person. <laughs> and... And it, it, she laughs a little bit as she's trying, and, and everybody's sort of laughing. And then she comes back with something like, "Don't piss me off, I'll get this show canceled too." You know? <laughs> I mean, I just—I don't know if it was because they had a week off, they had like renewed energy. I thought it was just—I thought it was a really funny episode. Or that the guest star that they had is a comedian and can can fire off with the rest of them. She also had a line later on, something about, man, this place feels, this place is so, why is this place so down? Did somebody put his Netflix special on (laughs) or or something? (laughs) And so, you know... (laughs) You you guys liked all this. Like, to me, that just took me out of the episode. Like, yeah, they were having fun, but when they start bringing in, like, I I watch both versions of the episode. They start bringing in the real life stuff for Yeah, the the West Coast was even more so than the East Coast one. They were just, like, really, like, personally attacking each other. Like, she even starts attacking um, the singing guy there, uh, his, his special and other stuff. And so, like, they were, like, to me, it just takes me out of the episode because they're playing these characters, yet now they're referring to stuff in these people's real lives. And oh, yeah, it might that. be fun, but it's not like you're taken out of the episode. I think she could have been a good guest star and they could have done funny stuff, but just keep it to the show and not like I think like you have to get used facts. to it because she's yeah. around for the rest of the season. I think that that was something that was a problem for me at the beginning of this season. Mm-hmm. Is because it does, from what you were used to, and the the sto- ongoing stories, and they're still telling those ongoing stories. Is it did take me out of it, but now I'm getting used to the live aspect of it, and I look forward to uh, those moments because it may take me out of the overall story, but it's also making me laugh my ass off. So yeah, exactly. I, I can forgive, you know, the some of that to the overall story because it's hilarious. I say this all the time, but that's what I go to my comedies for is to, <laughs> yeah. find, is to find stuff that's funny. But yeah, I just quite I quite enjoy some of that stuff. Like, I mean, it was a few episodes ago when when he's complaining about that you made you made us stay home and watch um, a movie starring my sister and she gets naked in it. That was creepy. And they're referring to a real life movie that that she was in, but it totally took her off guard. She had like no idea that that was coming. And so some of that stuff 
is what's become fun is to watch them try and break. It's, it's all everybody trying to break everybody else. And I don't know. I Right now I I'm it. finding that to be You know what I hate, though? I hate the commercials with the writers, with the Amazon Echo, because they're terrible. <laughs> I didn't. I only watched one of those. I, I, I thought it was fine. Like they were talking I about. Can't. They thought they were yeah. they were trying to figure out t- what to name the drink or something like the black and black eye or something. Yeah, I just don't like the one writer at all. <laughs> so maybe <laughs> are I they actually the real up. writers or are yeah, they? Yeah, they're the real writers. Because one of the per- people I recognized, I thought he was an actor. Maybe he's also a writer. Uh, one of the guys in there, the brunette, he's best friends with all these guys, and so he may have seen him. And he does like Vine videos and stuff. But I don't know. I just. The show. I don't know. I'm perfectly fine if if that's the type of stuff they need to do to, to continue make the to continue to make this viable to stay yeah. on uh, by doing these types of things that you know that's that's a commercial break that probably at least the first time if you're fast forwarding through stuff you might actually stay and watch like me <laughs> as, as opposed to to fast forwarding through it. I'm much like. They did on Plain House uh, with the car commercials within, uh, you know, between episodes and stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, you know, where in that case, it was the char- it was them in character doing the advertisement. Right. So it was, while it wasn't specifically part of the show, it was still, it wasn't just the actors doing it. It was them in character. And so it made it something to check out because those two are funny together and you're not, you're not quite sure what they're going to do. Uh, and so I'm for anything, you know, product placement, you know, they could, they could stick an Amazon echo on the table at the bar for all I care. You know, I mean, they did have, I did see when they were at the apartment, there was like an Amazon box sitting in the back of the set on the, the ledge by the window. Gee, to me, that just seems normal. Who doesn't have an Amazon yeah, box? It's just like <laughs> they, anything like that. Anything you want to do to integrate something into it or or do whatever to, to keep this going, I'd be perfectly fine because I look forward to it on Friday nights. I mean, it's even become – I didn't get a chance to this week, but it's it's even become a show that I usually watch before I go to work. You know, so it's 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 on par with – you know, like the Flash and and other things that I try and watch right away. I think the only thing I watch actually on Friday nights is the Nick. Otherwise, it's Saturday morning at least. Yeah, well, the premium cable shows that stuff falls under the same category as the streaming shows for me. Is it's like ah, that you know, episode just... will be on demand. I can get to that right. whenever. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. I just enjoy it. That's yeah. why I watch. It. I'm not worried about it yeah, that, uh, filling up my TV. That's true too. But even but even shows that I I quite enjoy. Sometimes I still that one becomes like <laughs> the, maybe the last thing I watch. Uh, sometimes you know, except for you know maybe a Game of Thrones or something like that. That because uh, I don't want to get spoiled on it before. <laughs> Uh, before I watch it, but a lot of those shows end up becoming the, you're just like, oh, that's going to be on demand. No commercials on demand on the premium stuff, so I don't have to worry about that. It's the, it's the same. I don't need to take up any DVR space. But yeah, so that's uh, undateable. I think we're all quite liking it to different oh, yeah, levels. Oh, I still uh, enjoy it, but it, it just not, it doesn't help the story, I don't think, when they just start breaking character is the only thing. 
Yeah. Well, anymore, it's not really about the story. It's about making you laugh. And it keeps, uh, yeah, I it think, makes I me think laugh. So <laughs> that's I think I, they've pretty much given up. Like my my feeling on the show is they think well, this is our last season. We're just going out with a bang, doing whatever we want, just having fun. I don't like, think it's going to be their last season. I would be surprised if it comes back, but we'll see. Uh, it's their highest rated comedy. Really? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's doing it's doing really well. I mean, especially for Friday night. Yeah, I I bet you it's around for at least another year. And uh, I don't I don't know. It's like, what else are you gonna? What else are you gonna do? <laughs> yeah. I think it's, I think it's their highest rated until our, our next show. Well, are you well the premieres <laughs> the premieres Wait, of the I am the minority on the next one the premieres no. of telenovela and superstore <laughs> after the voice those are going to get high premiere numbers they didn't well telenovela did not do well last night how, how but how poorly did it do not well hold on i have to look it up because superstore did pretty well because even not because there's there's not well and then there's not well for premiering after The Voice, but still good. But either way, whatever they did premiering after The Voice, when they premiere on Monday nights back to back, leading off the night, they're <laughs> they're not going to do anywhere near that. It uh, lost more than it lost two thirds of the viewership, and it went down to a one point four, and the second half hour was a point eight. So how many? But how many million? Five at ten and three at ten thirty. Yeah, so see that's from see, twelve yeah. for the voice. Well, that's the thing is is those numbers on their own are good for a comedy on NBC. Premiering after the voice, not so much, especially since Superstore last week did like seven or eight or something yeah, like that. Exactly. But I still say once they premiere, you know, a month from now, they're not going to do uh, anywhere near those numbers. Uh, on on a Monday night, uh, you know, leading we'll off the night, even though there's no comedy on Monday nights anymore. And so maybe people looking for that might uh, find might look for these, except that I don't find there to be a lot of comedy there. But uh, <laughs> since you love Telenovela so much, Kyle, we'll start with you yes. on this one. Tell us what you liked so much about Telenovela. I just thought it was a really fun show. I liked how they they took like the tropes of the telenovela and like mixed those into the actual like behind the scenes what was going on. Like you have like the the evil twin and like that whole reveal like this is like the evil woman that she's like so mean and then their reaction when they discover that she has a twin like the look of their faces is great. And then when they realize that she's the actual evil twin, like the one that they that they know is the nice one is like the big uh, shocker for them. I thought that was a lot of fun. Uh, and in the first episode, the character that that I, I is my favorite has to be Gael. Like he is like when he's like just eating because he's nervous of like the new guy's going to take his place. And like he's in the bathroom stall eating a bowl of pasta. I he's like, don't love, look at me. I'm a monster. Like, I did love that. But I, I just died he, laughing. He like, ripped the shirt off every time he could. I loved that. Like, I just thought it was a really fun show. And like, I watched the other two episodes and there's just even more fun stuff in those. One of which I assume is one of the is the third one they made available on their app and on demand right now. 
But yeah, I just found myself laughing. I just really enjoyed it, the characters and how they play off one another. I I don't think I quite fall in where I bet Jason does, but I didn't love it. But as the hour went on, I came to appreciate it. I think Eva Longoria is actually very funny. Uh, she's very sarcastic, which I like. Um, I thought that that the evil twin, I just, I don't like that angry character that they all hate. I do like what it happens to them when they talk about the angry character they all hate, but I just hate her. It's a show I'm going to give more episodes to, but I certainly didn't love it. They also cut out some stuff from the screener. Like, cause in the I didn't first, watch the screener. Oh, because in the first episode, they're making, they do that joke a couple times about, oh, it's her birthday, let's celebrate her birthday, and it's not really her birthday. And then in the second episode, then they play it off, they say, like, it is her birthday, and they're like, no, this time it really is real, even though we always do that joke. You actually get to see them do that joke a couple times in the, in the pilot, but they cut that out of the pilot oh. that she aired. Yes, Jason, I did watch it twice. <laughs> like you really made it through. I watched both episodes twice. With all the TV there is. I know! And you watched it twice. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's amazing. Uh, I think, much like Superstore, I think the premise is really good. I think it's a, a good premise for a show, for a workplace comedy. Uh, I think that there should be plenty of, you know, things, I don't know, to be funny. The problem is, is while watching it, is I could see where they were trying to be funny, but I didn't think it was funny because I saw it coming. There were so many things where it didn't, it went exactly where you sort of expected it to go, and that part of... Part of what makes something funny is you think it's going one direction and then it goes someplace else. And so for me, I didn't find it all that funny. Uh, I do I do like some of the aspects of it, like Eva Longoria being the star of a Spanish soap opera but doesn't really speak Spanish <laughs> very well. So some some of the stuff in there was was okay. But I just thought it, I don't know, it just fell flat for me I when I was watching the episodes. I didn't, you know, I wasn't laughing. I wasn't even really smiling at anything. Mm-hmm. And, you know, maybe it's one I give, you know, a couple more episodes to. I don't know. I, I think there was, I think there was other episodes out there for for us to screen. And I stopped well, I it too. Yes, I watched all four of them. I, I just I stopped at the two because I was just like, no, nah, this is you know this is pretty much enough for me to to figure out what I think of the of the show so far. And I don't know. I mean, Superstore didn't uh, really do it for me either, but I do like the idea. At least NBC is kind of trying, and they're like, well, the last thing that was a hit for us <laughs> was The Office. So let's do some other workplace comedies right. and see if that can work. I think that's a, that's a potentially good idea to sort of brand yourself as the workplace comedy type of situation. Like ABC has become the family comedy network. I just would rather them be funny. I don't know. I just huh. didn't. Find, I just didn't find it funny. And while there was lots of stuff in there where 
I thought it, sh- you know, <laughs> this should be funny. There should be so many things to play with within this, this idea. But the whole thing of bringing on her ex as, you know, the new star of the show and all, it just was like, uh, I've, you've seen this, but this is not an interesting take on, yeah. uh, on this they whole seem, thing. They seem to forget about that after like the first episode, it was just a, they seem to get along fine. Well, I think even, I, well, I think even in the second episode, the poster on the wall is back to being just her. <laughs> it's, like, yeah. it's, like, it's like she fixed things and, or something in the first episode and went back to, after her breakdown, it went back to being, being normal. I thought it was interesting um, that Zach Levi's in it. Like, I completely forgot that Zach Levi's a part of the show. Yeah. He was, he was probably down at the NBC studio, like, filming Heroes. And they're like, hey, can you just film a couple scenes for, uh, for but this? I, I mean, that was the only thing in the first episode that I did find. Like I said, the thing I did, the one thing that maybe sort of worked for me was her being the star of a Spanish-language soap opera, but doesn't really understand Spanish all that yes. well. Yeah. And then her walking into the network, ex- the new network executive being a white guy that speaks fluent Spanish. Right. Exactly. Uh, that was, you know, that was mildly humorous, but then the whole bit about her dress starting to fall apart. I was just like, well, as soon as, as soon as the lady said, that's just pinned on, you know, and they'd already talked about, he's just going to rip it off anyways. I was, when that started happening, you're just like, yeah, okay. Uh, it wasn't, I could see them going for, uh, the physical comedy, you know, some of the physical comedy with her, maybe that, that could work. Well, she had a lot of that in desperate housewives. She did a lot of comedic stuff. So I think she'll do well in this. I'm happy. I just checked the NBC app and it's actually a different episode. So that's a fifth episode I can watch. I don't want to watch it after this. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, I think that was the other reason why I didn't watch the other two is because I couldn't find out where they were actually supposed to be. <laughs> That's right. a, a yeah. little aside. I hate the NBC screener site. They just put up screeners and here's a bunch of episodes. And the only one you know that's first is the one called Pilot. And you have no <laughs> other idea. <laughs> you have no other idea how the other ones, which is episode two and three and so you don't know what order you're watching them in. And so you go watching stuff and you're just like, wait, why is this happening now? Shouldn't that be? Uh, so I, since I knew that what the first two were going to be, I just watched those and didn't watch anymore. And like I said, maybe I'll, I'll watch it. It's sort of in a weird spot. Like I get the trying to put them after the voice to get some eyeballs on them. But then the idea of waiting a month until the show actually premieres yeah. Yeah, and do you Seems... re-air the same episodes, or do you skip them and then people who didn't watch it? No, they're skipping them. They're going to start with the third episode. Then on, don't call it a preview. Call it like the premiere well, <laughs> with a hiatus. It, well, it is <laughs> the premiere, and they're but they they call it a preview, and then they're sort of calling that the premiere, even though it's going to be the third episode. I, it's all just semantics, really. For yeah, uh, and then they also cut the episode orders from thirteen to eleven. Because yeah. they they figured they only needed this much space actually to fill when they actually are, ep- you know, with the two episodes, they only need nine weeks of episodes to start the year with, I guess, for how they're filling in until, you know, they have shows come back or whatever. 
like blind spot and stuff. And so, I don't know. I just, uh, I, I, I don't think it's going to work for them. (laughs) Like just because you got, I don't, I don't have any idea like how many of those 8 million people that stuck around and watched it, you know, Superstore last week and the 5 million that stuck around to watch this are going to a month from now when the new year rolls around go, Oh, Hey, those are still on. <laughs> like, right. Well, that's a problem. Yeah. People are thinking like, Oh, what happened? I watched that show. And then it's been like, I hate, like, I hate how they do that with this. Like with heroes, they, t- they have like three episodes. That left. made like, no sense to me. It makes all. no sense. Why are you going to take a month off and just air them? Like who cares? Like people still watch TV around the holidays. They like, could have taken the Thursday off and then played, you know, for Thanksgiving and then played one more episode along with gone another episode farther with the blacklist. Yeah. And then the following week done the two hour finale uh, and finished it off in the fall instead of coming back for three weeks. Yeah. Uh, that's the bizarrest because that there is like, is <laughs> like a six or seven week hiatus uh, to get you from episode 10 to 11, 12 and 13. It's not like they're coming back for another 10. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that one was dumb. They should have, especially seeing what the numbers were and how it was doing, they should have just, that's one of those where you just run it out. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I don't, I'm not sure, like, how many people are going, oh, I can't wait, uh, I can't believe that we have to wait this long. Look, I just want to get this over with. I put <laughs> yeah, it in they, 10 hours or let me like, just see how it ends. They might like, just forget about it by the time yeah. it rolls back around. So, yeah, that one was strange, too. But, uh, yeah, so uh, Amory and I kind of on the same page on on this one, which... I'd say I'm squarely in the middle. (laughs) (laughs) Closer to the same page than Kyle and I, I guess we'll say. I'm bridging the gap. (laughs) Kyle loved it, me not so much, and Amory was... I'm the baby bear of this situation. (laughs) Amory was right in the middle with her, well, I didn't hate it. Exactly. Which is a glowing exactly. review. <laughs> Which is a glowing review. But that'll do it for... Prime time! And we'll move on to Amory's reality check. These are in no particular order. Project Runway Juniors, or whatever it's called. Um, I just kind of hate all the kids. I just hate them. <laughs> <laughs> it's so, so funny to me. So because... all, the, all the ones that are supposed to be... It's supposed to be all these adorable kids that know how to cook and stuff like that. No, no, no this Project Runway. This they, project all runway. Oh. they all know how to sew. They all know how to sew. But <laughs> oh wait, but yeah. The difference between Project Runway Junior and MasterChef Junior is that the kids on MasterChef Junior are like really cute, and the kids on Project Runway Junior are really uh, entitled jerks. <laughs> I just don't like them. I feel like they were all sure some of them are probably great people, but I I'm watching it, and I don't know how long I'll last. Like I don't think I'm going to last the whole season, and that's really all the comments I had to say about Project Runway because. I mean, what more do you say once you announce that you hate the 13 kids competing? (laughs) Um, So that's that. But And then talking about MasterChef Junior, I just, there's a show I absolutely love. Sure, there are kids on there that I don't like, but I just, there are judges I don't like. Oh, I, I love I, I don't remember which episode it was, but I'm sure you enjoyed when the one kid, I think it was Sam, just tells off uh, what's her name saying like, oh, I might be a good chef, but I uh, who wants to bake for a living? Yes, That's who so wants stupid. to bake for a living? Exactly. <laughs> like she's like so disheartened. Exactly. No one <laughs> wants to bake for a living. 
but who who do you who do you hate on that? Like I like I was um, disappointed to see Nate go. Like I thought he was fun. Uh, I think yeah, uh, I, was, I was sad to see him go too. I think Addison, it's hers to lose. Oh my God, like, she's hysterical too. Like I think she's she's got a great personality. She's hysterical and she's a great cook. I love her. I think it's going to be either her or Kaya in the end, but we'll see. I love is, which one's the little Asian girl that's, that's real. Kaya. Is that yeah. that's what I thought? She's yeah. hilarious. I love her. Um, I mean, there might actually not be any kids I don't like this season now that I'm thinking about it. Because... Ian bugs me a bit. So Ian? what you're saying is Project yeah. One Runway needs to take note of how they cast on, <laughs> yeah. on Master Chef. But I think you're also talking yeah. about completely different personalities. Like you yeah. have like the designer type of snooty type of kids and versus So basically they're starting out young instead of <laughs> being what you would think a designer would be is <laughs> that's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> Way to forward those stereotypes into the future. Yeah. <laughs> um, my question watching this episode, do kids really like fish tacos? Because that was like on the menu for both teams. Like you couldn't pay me to eat a fish taco. It sounds no. like the nastiest, disgusting thing. But... <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Well, it does to me as well, but that's only because I don't like fish. I, I don't like you, fish yeah. either. I suppose if you but, liked fish. The... But what do they do? They grind, they chop up fish into cubes and put it in a taco? Is that they, what it they is? They usually deep fry it. So it's like fish sticks on a taco. Yeah, so maybe that's not as bad, but... Yeah. I don't love them either. Um, but you're right. They, these kids, I feel like they they eat better than a lot of the kids at this party would have eaten. Um, well, they got upset with them. They're like, oh, that's too spicy. These are kids. It's like they're kids, too. They would eat this stuff. Like, yeah. Why are exactly. you like making them dumb down their food? I don't know. I just I don't have a I, I'm Addison and Kaya right now definitely are who I want to win. I just think they're adorable and they seem to be really good chefs and they seem to have really good heads on their shoulders. So that would be great. So that's Project Runway Master Chef. The Amazing Race continues to be the worst. I oh my gosh hate Justin. I hate, hate him, him so much. This was the most tense episode. I don't curse, but I was standing screaming at the TV, cursing at the TV. Like uh, I knew they were going to penalty, and I was like so overjoyed and happy. I yes. was yelling at that girl to find the stupid fish, and she wouldn't find it. And I yeah. like I saw there were fifteen minutes left. I'm like, we could have a shot. We could have a shot at this, and then nope, they blew it. But, like, if you're ever, you can't find something, look where the camera is facing. Because they're always doing one of the, this contestant is blind type of shot. Exactly. Like, just look what they're zooming in on, because that's where, what it is that you're looking for is. I but, just, uh, uh, and I don't, like, like, this is only going to make him worse. Oh, like, yeah, I don't uh, want him to beat the record. I don't want him to have any record, because he's going to just... It's going to go right to his head, and he's going to be exactly. so annoying. They're going to bring him back for another season because that's what they do on these type of shows. Yeah. I just, uh, and I feel bad because maybe his girlfriend's not terrible, but I started to hate her too because they're very, I don't know. They they <laughs> seem to. When they make the paparazzi team look good, <laughs> that's yeah. the problem. Amory, were you like, Man, you like this guy? Then I don't like you. Is that, is that, is like, yeah, kind of. Is it transference? <laughs> like, how could you like this guy? I mean, yes, <laughs> he's the worst. 
And then he's sitting there like crying his eyes out. In front oh, of I was laughing theater. at that part. Yeah, I know. But, and it's like, come on. Like one thing I think they need to do is eliminate the whole penalty system. If you do something wrong, you go back and you have to do the whole thing and do it right. Yeah. Like, because people just take advantage of that system. Like, here they didn't do it on purpose, but in the past, people have done it on purpose to try well, to game like, the I'm system. I'm going to take the penalty and yeah. you'll be fine. No, you keep doing it till you do it or till the time runs out and you're the last person by default and you're out yeah. of it. Like, there should be no, like, I choose not to do this or yeah. I, like, I made it. Because even though they gave him, like, the extra penalty, like, there's no way to know that that's really like a half hour or i almost wonder if they were like we hate these people too i'm convinced that because they introduced that third that third u-turn the third u-turn which they were trying to work on too (laughs) and then my favorite thing is the one where it was like you have a third like the normal penalty is you get your half hour penalty that's your penalty but then because you got there early, we're adding the 25-minute penalty. Like, no, they exactly. really yeah. were trying. Yeah, they said, because this one is really a half an hour less trip, we're going to yeah. make this extra. When, like, plus my brother brought up a good point. Like, that ferry could have been cheaper, too. Like, they might also, like, do they exactly. give them a luxury penalty? Like, Ugh. Oh, I just wanted them gone. I screamed so loud at my TV when they when they made it. <laughs> I know I was pissed because the cheerleaders have actually like improved every week. I just wanted, I wanted it to be a finale where I was like, okay, I don't care who wins, but now I really want the newscasters to win. I really want the newscasters to win, but I'll take the annoying paparazzi over. Yes. Team I will take anybody but Justin. He's the worst. So that's the amazing race. Um, America's next top model series finale. It was terrifying that it's ending. I'm so sad. What am I going to do without America's Next Top Model? And I was very worried that they were going to lose. They were not going to give it to the correct person. But Niall won, and he's beautiful, and he is a great model, and he has a great message, and I love him. And he's already been on Switch to Birth, and he's the best. That's all I have to say about it. And then at the end, they did have a voiceover, because they didn't. They shot this, obviously, before they knew it was a serious finale. So there was just like a small voiceover at the end from Tyra that was like, fierce and love. Like, thank you for all your support over 22 seasons. Fierce and love, Tyra. Fierce and love is not a real thing. But thanks, Tyra. Thanks for all of your years of models that don't really go on to do anything. And then lastly is Survivor. Uh, Man, Spencer is cold. Joe goes down on that thing and... A, everybody's like, yeah, he, Joe lost. Then five minutes later, realize that Joe might be dying. Yes. And, then, <laughs> and then immediately they're like, all right, we're going to vote him out. He almost died. He almost died with his dedication to this game. But we're going to vote him out. Well, of um, course you would. Like, why would you not? Why would you want to keep someone who's <laughs> willing to do that? That's true. Like, to win. Oh, man. I love Joe, though. I really, I have a feeling Joe is going to be the new Boston Rob in that he's going to come back as often as they let him come back until he wins. But see, I don't mind him. I yeah. hated Boston Rob with a passion. No, I, I love Boston him. Rob. He's my favorite. I, <laughs> I hated his accent. I know you love accents. Oh I my hated God. his accent. His, his love for Amba. I love Rob. I was so happy when he finally won. Family visits always make me sob. And then when Val was like, it's a boy, I was sobbing, and I don't even like Jeremy. <laughs> but I think I'm squarely in the camp of I want Spencer to win. I'm definitely still Team Spencer. 
Um, and I really hope he can. Like, I just really, oh, I hope he can. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Who do you think is going to be next? I have no idea. Maybe that annoying, uh, the foreign girl there. Oh, I forget. Abby, I hate her. I hope, I hope she's gone next. <laughs> you know what I was thinking? And I, put, I said this on Twitter the night I was watching, it was Wednesday night. Keith, he puts up a fight in every... Like, yeah, you wouldn't think he's a physical threat, but he's like he's always second or third. Like he's always the second to last person out. Like he he's putting up a a challenge to these people. Why are nobody paying attention to like why are they not thinking, let's get Keith out of there? And then I'm thinking, maybe I should root for Keith because these people are clearly blind to the fact that he plays a social game that nobody dislikes Keith. If Keith makes it to the finals. Who doesn't vote for a nice guy like Keith, who was a competitor in challenges, who went with, the, you know, the I, Keith could be a, uh, a, I don't know, a challenge, a, whatever it's called. He could make a, a challenge threat? win. Yeah. A threat, yes. Yeah. I still vote Spencer, but I'm just saying. Keith is on my short list. So that's reality. And Joe and your dad, I'm really glad you love each other, but... <laughs> it's creepy. It was a little creepy. Um, anyway, um, TV recommendations. Well, my TV recommendation is, we already talked about it, and since we were talking about it, uh, I figured I would push it again. It was Master of None. I think it's definitely, while, as we talked about before, while it's not the best thing out there, where it's apparently making people's top 10 lists for the year. Uh, I'm not sure I'd put it uh, that high on the list, but for what it does, if you go into it, not expecting a comedy comedy, you know, uh, like something you see on, you know, like a modern family or a life in pieces or Mm -hmm. the grinder or something like that. If you not go in with that type of where it's a setup to get you to a joke, like every so often where it's more situational, but it's more life commentary that has some humor baked into it. If you go into it with, I think if you go into it with that as what you're expecting from it, it's a very enjoyable watch and definitely worth checking out. uh, Once you make it past the first five minutes of the first episode, which I, as I said, is just an attention grabber and not really what the rest of the series is like. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that's my my recommendation. Is if that's one of the things that's been, you know, off the side, I think it's definitely worth uh, uh, checking out. So Amory, do you? I do. I just thought about it. Um, so now that the full season is released on Hulu. Now is your chance to do like I did and watch 10 episodes of Casual back to back. I feel like you're talking to me. I am talking to you, Kyle. I'm talking to you and I'm talking to all your friends who haven't watched Casual yet. Yes, because I only watched the first two or three episodes. I can't remember of it. And I didn't particularly care for it. But ever since then, that was the last time we talked about it was right before it premiered. And I've been trying to find somebody else. <laughs> yes. That's watched it so that Amory could talk about it with them on the podcast. I need everybody to watch it. And it's every week it's so like, no, no, good. I haven't been watching. And it's already been renewed. So 
that means that you can dedicate these 10 half hours to your life and you won't it's not it's not for naught you will have a second season to help you when i don't know when it comes or when they are going to shoot it or whatever but you have that built-in awareness that there will be a second season so you fall in love with these characters and like like when i started watching it it hadn't even premiered yet i had no idea if i would ever see these characters again and then it was renewed after the second episode and it, I will see these characters again and I'm so happy. So now that you have the opportunity to watch all 10 episodes back to back like I did in the span of like two and a half hours, it feels like <laughs> you too can love casual as much as I do. That's my recommendation for now and forever. My recommendation for casual is similar to Master of None is expectations that you go into it with. Uh, I think I may have enjoyed it more or liked it more had I not gone into it thinking comedy, which is that thing that that half hour show does. While there's funny moments and funny things, it's really more of a dramedy, I think. And it's incredible. More like something you would find on, you know, one of the premium cable channels with their half hour stuff. Uh, so I think if you go into it, again, it's uh, the expectations that you have set for it going into it or how you may enjoy it once you get into it. So, mm -hmm. so that would be, well, I didn't particularly care for it. That would be my recommendation. Maybe you'll like it better. Your recommendation uh, for her recommendation. Yes. My yes. recommendation <laughs> for your recommendation is to go into it with the correct, <laughs> in my, in my opinion, the correct preconceived notion of what you might be getting out of it. Yeah. You'll get an amazing show is what you'll get. And with that, Kyle, what is your, so, Amory, you were talking about characters you thought you'd never see again. Well, uh, IFC back in 2010 and 2012 had a show called The Increasingly Poor Decisions of Todd Margaret, which, Todd Margaret. Uh, which starred David Cross as Todd Margaret, who was this American living in London, but he knew nothing about British culture and always did stuff that Does seemed he make to, bad decisions? He makes bad decisions. Do they get worse and worse as they go? They do. And things just get worse and worse. He ends up like his situation. He ends up in legal problems and everything else and just uh, snowballs and just like a hilarious series of events. And it ended in 2012. But as we see, nothing's ever truly dead <laughs> mm -hmm. because in January, IOC is bringing it back for season three. And I can't wait to see it. They're promising a very different Todd Margaret. Uh, so I'm interested to see what they're changing, but I really well, enjoyed the first two. If his decisions aren't bad, what is the show going to be? <laughs> it can't I be have... too different. <laughs> well, no, he definitely looks different from his ads. He has like a mustache and a beard or something, but I don't know. I, I'm assuming that's not all that's very different. <laughs> should, about it be, him. should it be different Todd Margaret? Same bad decisions. <laughs> that might be their that might be their, their motto. <laughs> I, I'm really not sure. <laughs> it very well could be. You could go work for IFC and write their their ad copy. <laughs> but I would definitely recommend. I don't even know where it's available. I, I think they released it on DVD, but it's probably on some streaming service. Um, I'm sure Jason will put that up if it is. Uh, but I definitely recommend the first two seasons, and you have you definitely have time to uh, catch up on that. Unlike the nine seasons of X Files, which arrived on Blu-ray today, which I will never catch up with. Yeah, I'm struggling. The I'm new, never going to get. I only have a month and a half left. I'm never going to get caught up. But this is definitely one that's manageable. It's like 
I don't know, maybe like 12 or 13 episodes total or something like that. Cool. But maybe it was more, but it's a half hour. It's a comedy. It's a half hour comedy. Yeah. Not a half hour dramedy, which yeah. Jason hates. Yes. That, uh, no, not, I don't necessarily hate them. I just, you just have to be fully prepared. I, I just them, need to, I just need to know that going in because it, it, I don't know. The expectations play a lot into how you enjoy something. But uh, so How Kyle says. So Kyle says that uh, it would be a good decision to check out the increasingly poor decisions of. Tom How long Martin. have you been sitting on that? <laughs> for about a minute. For about a minute and a half. <laughs> say, was that since Kyle said that was his recommendation? No, just for about a minute and a half, really. <laughs> I said that yesterday, so you had a day to think of that joke. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> but with that, that'll do it for another episode of TV Times Three. Uh, as always, as Kyle mentioned, I will have links to all of our recommendations as well as the news stories that we talked about in the show notes uh, at tvtimes3.com slash 302. That is also where you would be able to find out where you can find Kyle and Amory and myself on Twitter and links to our websites and all that stuff. And all that jazz. Yes, as well and <laughs> next week Amory will be back for her regularly scheduled <laughs> uh, you guys episode can't get rid of me man and uh, and Ray will be joining us uh, as we talk a little bit TV and then uh, the following week we'll have the last episode of 2015 which will be our winter TV preview and uh, so that's what you have to look forward to over the next couple weeks from us here at TV Times 3 and uh, thank you Amory and Kyle for joining me in episode 302 sure sure I gotta go like, take care of my dog cause she's freaking the F out she does not like when I sit still for like an hour and a half <laughs> she looks at me like um, is something wrong did you break a leg I need you to take me outside cause I can't open the door for myself like she can lock talks? it Your dog she can, That's my dog can lock the screen door but she can't figure out how to open it so we have a new. It's, it's new more of a. Her. I think it's more of a mental telepathy, uh, Kyle. Yeah, we share. <laughs> yes, we share uh, tele telepathy, telepathy. Oh my God, there was <laughs> a book you, I read. I thought you were going to say you shared a brain. <laughs> there was a book I read when I was younger that was about tele. I can't say telepathy correct the first time I say it. I gotta look it up because this is not important. But I loved it. There was telepathy involved. So there you have it. I don't think it was the bridge to Terabithia. That was an amazing aside, Amory. Thank you. (laughs) I'm going to look up books from the early 90s (laughs) featuring telepathy. And you can look forward to what that book is next week on episode 303. Absolutely. All right. I'm off. Bye. All right. Bye. Bye.